everybody, and welcome to My Lash 2 Brain Cells. I'm your host, Maddie Morris. And I'm your host, Elliot Morris. This episode's going to be a long one, so strap on in. But I've been brainstorming this for the longest time, Mm -hmm. and it is how to get clients that are happy and want to pay you money for your lash services. I'm talking money, honey. Money, like you never money, do deals. Money. The economy goes up and down. You know, people are struggling and you're struggling to get people in. I'm talking money for your work. Mm-hmm. It's but possible. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say the economy goes up and down, but these clients, they're out there. You just got to, you got to know how to communicate them to them. You know, need to know how to find them. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, you're going to be golden. And I will say, this is not like the easiest thing to do. This is very, very hard to do, right? Mm -hmm. But I assume Mm -hmm. if you're listening to my last two brain cells, you want to be in the lash business for a very long period of time, like until you don't want to anymore. And um, learning how to change my business and change the way I operate Mm -hmm. to accommodate a certain clientele made my life so good so much better like i and i still take a very intimate clientele like i don't want you guys to think that i'm just like a brand owner that never touches a pair of tweezers like i lash someone like almost every day um and i've kept my very intimate clientele it's private Mm -hmm. i don't post about them i just service them in my suite give them what they want and they pay me 240 250 dollars every fill yeah and I know it seems impossible and everyone gets mad when you say like, I charge over $200 a fill, you know, but it's possible. And all of the clients that I have have told me, um, that they were looking for the highest price artists in their area. Like mm-hmm. they actively were looking for someone that had the highest prices, which sounds crazy to people. You're like, why wouldn't you look for a deal? Like, why would you look for the highest price service provider? But there is a small select part of the population, you know, yeah. In every major city. Oh, yeah. That is they want the best. Always going to want the best. And they associate a higher price tag to getting the best services that they want. Because generally, if you're paying more for something, it's going to be better. Generally. Right. So I wrote down a list for you guys. And the list starts off with an extremely classy and positive, consistent online presence both with your personal and your business, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, it's true. And consistency is obviously important for every service provider. Like you should be posting consistently. You should be posting your work consistently, you know, and everything mm-hmm. like that. But truly most of these clients are either aren't on social media or they aren't online very much. And so for the select few that do see you online, they're going to be looking mm-hmm. for someone that is extremely poised, confident in their work and mm-hmm. confidently communicates how exceptional their work and their customer services, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you no. have anything to say no. about that? No. This is kind of a Maddie episode. You I guys. mean, you're covering, you're killing it. Okay, thank you. Know, you know, all I'm gonna do, I'm gonna turn down this light a little bit just so that you have better, you have better lighting. Thank on, you. Oh, thank you. Sorry, guys. You're just getting a Maddie episode today. <laughs> um, but that is really important, and I've kind of surveyed my clients throughout the years because my high-paying clients, you know, I've sort of asked them over time, like why did you book with me? Why do you continue to see me? Like, what was it? Because, um, for the first five years of my business, I charged, um, kind of like averagely high prices. Like I, you know, charged $90 a fill, right. And going from $90 a fill to $210 a fill is a huge jump. And that hugely separates, you know, you from other artists massively. And so I always kind of questioned my clients, maybe after like our 10th appointment together, like what was it about me that you found? And the ones that did find me online were like, I could tell that you were always positive, always, you know, dedicated to excellence in your work, excellence in your communication, you know, and you were just able to communicate how, how much you love what you do. And that is what I think is so important because the other day, you know, me and Mariah have been looking for um, like a new nail artist mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. only thing, and me and Mariah, we're high paying clients. Like we're willing to pay more to get great nails and like have a good relationship with someone. And I remember the number one thing that me and Mariah look for is someone that loves doing nails. And you can tell online instantly if someone loves what they do. Mm-hmm. And you can tell instantly if someone doesn't love what they do or and, doesn't appreciate their clients to the fullest. And most of the people that you find, it's very clear that they don't love what they do. Mm-hmm. A billion percent. 
And so that's, that's why you guys are struggling so much to find someone who's like, who seems like, you know, they like their job and they like doing nails for people. Right. You can really, really, really tell when someone from the bottom of their heart is like, um, so I always made it a mission of mine to communicate that I love the person behind the lashes and I care more about the human attached to the lashes as, as much as I do the lashes, right? Like I care about you heart and soul, mind, body, and I love you for every single fiber on your head and on your eyeballs. I will lash every single one. Like they are the most special little hair. Yeah. And I, it, it doesn't matter what you do. If it's hair, if it's lashes, if it's nails, if it's massage, people can tell if you care about the human as well as mm -hmm. every little hair attached to their head. It's true. They can really tell. It's true. But then they also can tell if you care about the lashes themselves as well. Like, yeah, they can tell if you care about their lash health. Like here, like the thing is, a lot of what we're going to talk about today, or a lot of what Madison's going to talk about today, is they're they're things that aren't really easy to do, mm -hmm. and they're they take a lot of effort and they take a lot of like thinking about them all the time. But if you want to be a person who charges like two hundred dollars for a fill, like you have to do all you of them. You have to, and, and like you, you can absolutely be a successful lash artist. And not do all of them, and, but you're just gonna you're gonna find that you cap out well below like two hundred dollars a fill. So if you're someone and you're like, you know, that's my my goal is to like get somewhere where you know I can take you know 10, 15 clients a week and make a really really good annual income mm -hmm. off of that, then like I would take notes. You know, yeah. these are these are things that they get easier with practice. Mm -hmm. Like now Madison freaking takes her clients. It's like second nature. She's just like doing everything perfectly all the time but it it took her time and effort to get there and and it's going to take you i would say realistically it took me about six years into my career mm -hmm. to get to this point absolutely six years of just consistently getting better at my craft taking new trainings putting those things into practice um kind of mastering the art of customer service learning how to communicate with my clients effectively doing excellent uh consultations consultations are huge for charging high prices um it took me about six years to get to a point where my fills were 210 dollars and people were happy to pay them um and now the last two years i've been able to cruise with that clientele and i never need to worry about getting new clients because my clients will never leave me. They will fight tooth and nail. You know, mm -hmm. I last year, last spring, um, I got rid of most of my clientele because I had to focus on building our business. Um, but I kept a very, very small group of clients, um, not based on what they could pay, but it was just kind of the clients that number one, we're happy to go the longest between fills. Like most of my clients mm -hmm. can go three and a half weeks, which is really great for my life and my schedule. Um, number two, you know, I just felt like maybe they were the hardest people to service. And so I kind of felt like a responsibility, like, okay, these lashes are very hard to work on, you know? So like, I don't want... feel really bad sending them to someone else who might struggle with it a lot. Right, right. And I have learned to be the one to accommodate their eyes. And I don't want them to have to go through the struggle of finding a new artist to accommodate something mm -hmm. that they've taken so long to get used to. Mm -hmm. um, like a lot of my clients um, are older. Maybe they have like trickier lash lines. Maybe they have very hard eyes to work on. They have never found someone who can get them retention past two and a half weeks. Um, maybe they're on camera all the time. They're traveling all the time. They go through a lot more wear and tear. Those clients that are harder to work on, those are the clients I'm gonna keep forever because I care about them so much and they've struggled so much to find a lash artist that is willing to do the work to give them the results they want. But right? like related to that also, like that's the reason that those clients are happy to pay so much for a fill mm -hmm. because like they realize that they have really difficult lashes to work on or they want something very, very specific and they because, want a look that most people can't create yet. Exactly. And because of that, and because you're able to accommodate that, they'll pay, you know, whatever it is you want to charge because they don't really have any other options. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A billion percent. Um, that was my second point was if you are going to charge a certain price point, you will probably have to become comfortable working on hard clients. Now, what do I say hard clients? I don't mean clients that are mean to you. I don't mean clients that always reschedule. I mean clients who physically have lashes, eyeballs, or lash lines that are trickier to work on and an intermediate or beginner lash artist would struggle to work on them, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I'll speak for myself right now because I'm kind of, I would like to think I'm kind of a dream client. Oh yeah, you're for easy. service providers. Yeah. I would like to think, but 
I think I am a hard client when it comes to getting my nails done mm. because fun fact about me, I, <laughs> I have like really bad anxiety and I feel like everyone takes it out on like different things or like different parts of their body. Some people pick their hair out. Some people like scratch their skin. Some people have panic attacks, whatever it is. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I've already told her to stop being anxious. <laughs> He's already told it me. It didn't work. Don't it you? Did. Can you believe? Guys, don't you love when your man is just like, girl, have you tried not being anxious? She's having like an anxiety attack. I'm, I'm like, cured. stop. I'm cured. And Thank it doesn't you. work. Thank you, Elliot. You're welcome. No, but You're you welcome. guys, for my entire life, like probably going on 20 years now, I have ripped my fingers and my nails to shreds. I know, gross, terrible, whatever. Um, but I Especially for someone who, who now has their hands on camera Every all the day, time. yes. Um, so I'm, I'm a hard client because number one, I need perfect, beautiful hands and nails all the time because my hands are on camera constantly like I teach lashes for a living um but second of all I have like extremely damaged nails and nail beds mm -hmm. and even though I've stopped like like You've gotten better You've I've gotten, gotten better, better. my nail beds and nails are so unbelievably damaged beyond repair and they are going to be for the rest of my life yep. and so I feel like I just I don't have like easy canvases to work on right mm -hmm. um my nails never last me longer than like six or seven days um, until I, p I pick them off next. Yep. I'm learning how to do my own right now, you guys. But truly, I feel like if someone could get my nails to last two weeks looking good, I would pay them $250. Absolutely. A billion percent. Um, and it's the same with lashes. A lot of my clients come to me because they've struggled with lash loss. They've struggled with... Um, Maybe they have like a medical contraindication. Maybe they had eye surgery, really difficult eyes to work on. Um, maybe they just want you know, a look that like, I have had a lot of older clients that like, that are like, I want blacked out dense mega volume in a healthy way that I can sustain. That isn't going to damage my little brittle lashes. I know how to do that. And yeah. I've had those clients for years now and their lashes have grown and they have flourished because they are getting mega volume mm. in a way that is sustainable to them. That's something people are going to pay yeah. for. Well, one thing that's crazy is like even like probably your worst client that you ever had with like the worst lashes, her lashes started to get better after she started seeing you because yeah. you were doing them like guys, this, this client, her lashes when she started were nothing. They were non-existent. And I took a picture and every lash artist was like, you have to turn you them can't. away. You have you, to. It, you, it, it would be wrong to give her lashes. And Madison had like a, it, it was hard. And I said, hold my Shirley Temple. Yeah. Hold my Alani New. I got but this. She did it. And. Because I was like, here's the thing. I was like, she's, and she told me, she said, I'm going to see someone. Exactly. I'm going to get lashes done. Mm -hmm. So it's either going to be you or it's going to be someone else. And in my head, I was like, okay, this is the time to like put on your expert hat mm -hmm. and be like, you understand weight. You understand diameter. You yep. understand how serum works, how everything works. Like, and I did consistent mega volume on her yep. for gosh, years and years and years. Yeah. And she was the best client ever. And her lashes grew because like, if you apply lash extensions comfortably isolated, with great attachment, you know, with light little 0.02 fans, mm -hmm. those lashes are going to They'll grow. It's very, very rare that lashes sustain permanent damage. It really, really is. Like she had traction alopecia from years and years and years of having her lashes ripped out constantly. But it's very, very rare that our hair sustains such permanent damage from being pulled out. Yes, our hair can sustain damage in a way where it starts to grow downward. The follicle becomes a little weakened. But... I was like, it's either get, me or she sees someone else. Yeah. You can you know? still get mega volume. Yeah. If you're doing it right. If you're they're doing so it light. right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that was my thing is if you want to charge higher prices, you have to become an expert at working on more difficult clients to lash. Mm -hmm. um, which leads me into my next thing. A lot of your high paying clients that you will be seeing year round um, are... What are they? Old people. We love them. <laughs> we love old people. <laughs> we love our elderly queens. <laughs> we love our elderly queens. You guys, honestly, in another life, I want to be a lash artist just in like a retirement community <laughs> in like 
you know, the Florida, Georgia shores. Oh, in, in celebration, Florida. In celebration, Florida. Take your, <laughs> take your golf cart to work every day. Guys, in another lifetime, <laughs> if I was a single woman and I just wanted to like make bank doing lashes, oh. I would literally have like a pink golf cart. Oh, I would period. live in the retirement communities. And oh my I would, gosh. I'd be mobile. I'd yeah. be like, Dolores, you can't leave your wheelchair. Lean your it's head okay. back, girl. I'll give you lashes. I'll see you every month. Period. You know? That, oh, that would be, you would slay. Any, any of our besties in Florida... Steal that idea. Feel free. Steal that idea. Have a pink golf cart. If there's a population of sweet old women around you. Oh, oh, you start putting your flyers up at the bingo nights. You're going to be fully <laughs> booked in like in like two days. Here's the thing. I love elderly women. I love elderly women. I love elderly people. I love guys. She does. It's like I do. I love like more than normal. I love, love, love. Old like people. you see an old person like you see. Maybe maybe you see two grandparents on a walk I get together holding sick. hands. I get You're like, oh, that's so nice. Madison sees that. She I'm starts weeping. bawling. She I love crying. I love old people. Um, and a lot of my best clients have been clients that didn't find me on social media. You know, they truly like mm -hmm. word of mouth. Maybe I oh. did their daughter's lashes or I did their kid's teacher's lashes or whatever. And they found me that way. Um, but mature clients, you know, they want to feel beautiful. And it, it is so it's. I feel like old women aren't like celebrated for their beauty as much, you know, or they're not like catered to very much in the beauty industry. I feel like every like marketing advertisement is always catered to like women in their early twenties, women in their thirties, but women over the age of 70, you know, they're beautiful and they deserve to feel beautiful through services. And so I see so many lash artists being like, um, you know, older, older women have harder eyes to work on, harder lashes to work on. Well, that kind of narrative makes them not want to get lashes yeah. and, so if you have older clients, like take pictures of them, post them, you know, celebrate them, you know, have that referral program for them and cater your marketing to a older clientele. Truly. Like if I was starting from scratch again, I would tell myself, like I have actually gotten my ideal client wrong so many times. Mm -hmm. When I first moved to Arizona, I wrote out what my ideal client avatar looks like. And I was catering all of my marketing to bottle girls, girls that worked at the nightclubs. Um, that wasn't it. And they weren't my ideal client. And you would think, okay, one, they make money off their looks. Two, they're making a ton of cash every night. Seems like the perfect demographic. Seems like they would be happy to spend lots of money on their lashes. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of cases they are. And so, but I was like, they're the perfect client for somebody else, right? Because at the end of the day, this is someone that I'm spending, you know, maybe four hours with every month. There really wasn't a lot for us to relate on, talk about. And I realized that like my client experience and who I am as a person, I would much rather spend that time and effort and energy with older ladies, like a billion percent. Um, they just were so interested in my life. I was interested in theirs. I loved having those conversations. I loved, you know, um, and I loved getting, getting to know their lashes and giving them something that they hadn't received previously. Mm -hmm. Um, cause think about it. If you're an older woman, like say you're 75, you're not really on social media. You're probably going to get all your beauty services with like the same person. Cause people that are older, oh, yeah. they get comfortable with who they see. They don't like going and hopping around to like lash franchises and nail salons and getting their hair done with whoever that they found on Facebook. Like they like to have their people and see them religiously. Mm -hmm. So once they find you, if you give them that excellent service and you build that relationship and you're booking them every three weeks into the future, that's a client that's locked in and you're going to be their lash lady permanently. Mm -hmm. So oh. really get comfortable catering your advertising to a more mature clientele. And I'm not saying that all old ladies are saints because I have had older ladies that are like are absolute menaces. Some are the worst. And they're crazy. And but that's like anybody. That's like anybody though. If they, if, if they sucked when they were 20, they're going to suck when they were 80. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's the person. I've, it's not the age. I've had an 80-year-old lady bully me about my prices before, right? Yeah. But that's anything. That's anyone. You've also had 20-year-old girls bully you about Absolutely. your prices. So, like, it's not anyone. unique. No. Um, the next thing is inserting yourself into certain circles. And this is a little bit harder um, unless you have, like, super rich parents that are well-connected in the community. Like, okay, use that to your advantage. Um, but when I built my high-end clientele, I was in a new state with – no friends or family, no connections, mm -hmm. uh, nothing. I literally just had like, you know, I had my apartment building community and I had the salon suites that I rented at and it was up to me to insert myself into circles that I wanted to lash the people within them. Um, and so this one's a little trickier, but really, really think about it. 
it's so important who we surround ourselves, like our friend groups and everyone in our life to become like the healthiest version of ourselves mentally and physically and everything. And it's the same with our clientele. And so anytime that I did attract a client, I did have a client where I was like, oh my gosh, they're amazing. I really connected with them. They're comfortable paying, paying my prices. You know, they love the style of lashing that I provide. You know, I would really, really make an effort to become close with them. Um, and you know, maybe I would do like an open house for my business and invite them and their friends and family. Um, or I would, you know, do a giveaway and ask them to share it. Or I would really, really pitch my referral program to them. Or I would just be honest and be like, I just want more clients like you. If you know anyone, you know, that loves your lashes, would you just, you know, tell them I want to give them a free service or something like, I just genuinely want more clients like you. It's all about. And if you say that, people are so happy to help you because yeah. that is so flattering. Mm -hmm. Like that's a fantastic way to get more like really, really good clients. Yeah. A billion percent. Um, and so one of the ways that I did this when I moved into Lightheart Studios, um, I had all the renters moving into the rooms and I said, Hey, to the grand opening in order for you guys. Cause I said, this is a new building with great energy. Lightheart Studios has great energy in it. I want you to fire all the clients. You freaking hate that drain your energy. Do it before Don't you move in. Here. Don't bring them here. And all the clients that you're obsessed with that just make your job so fun, invite them personally to the grand opening mm -hmm. and invite their friends and family. And they did all the renters invited their, um, their best clients and their clients showed up dressed well. Um, you know, they were able to see, um, you know, the vision behind the space and how much their lash artist cares about them. A lot of the lash artists did like goodie bags for their clients and stuff. Um, and, and they told their friends and invited their friends. Mm -hmm. And so a great way is to like host a little event for the community or join networking events. Um, yeah, I mean, if you go on Facebook and just look up like events near me, networking events near me, um, you have to kind of do that hard work to insert yourself into people's lives. Cause you're not just going to magically pop into these circles of influence that are like your dream clients. You have to put yourself there. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A billion percent. Um, and lash artists, I know that for a lot of us, we're introverts and it's a scary networking for the first time and inserting ourselves into places where we don't really feel welcome for the first time. Cause a lot of us work alone. Um, but if you want to be charging, you know, X amount for your services, getting those incredible clients that you've always dreamed of. You have to do the things that no one else is willing to do. You have to. Um, and if I was to start my clientele all over again, I would find every, I would find every opportunity to, to be in the same room as the people that I wanted to service. I would find every opportunity. Mm -hmm. right? Oh, absolutely. And there's so many ways, I mean, depending on where you live, but like there's T totally, yeah, there, there are so many ways like, you know, like going to your like local, like golf club or like where, if there's like, yeah, like picking up tennis, like just start doing like, like, if you start doing like stereotypical wealthy person activity, no, it's true. It it's is true. So true. It's like, it sounds so silly, but like, if you start doing like the things that you see old rich people doing, you're going to be around them. And then you're going to develop relationships with them. And then those are the people who are maybe if they don't want lashes, they could be, you, you start talking to them. You're, they're like, Oh, what do you do? You say, Oh, I'm a lash artist. I do this. And they're like, Oh, well, I don't, really I'm not into getting lashes but like my my friend from pickleball has been dying to get her lashes done like I'll give her your number and that's how it happens like there's 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 simple and like formulaic ways to get clients if you're like just starting out it's like like I'm sure most of you listening have like taken dream clientele right there are ways to get clients like you do this step this step this step you will get clients but if you want to graduate past, oh, I have clients, I'm stable, I have a good income, into I am charging the higher prices than anyone else, I am doing better than anyone else in my area, you have to be doing things that no one else in your area will do. Like, anyone can do the steps that we like teach and dream. Anyone can do anything in dream clientele. It's very beginner exactly. friendly. Like if and you just and learn we lashes, made it, do those things. And the, the thing, the reason we made it and we, we wanted to make it so approachable is that like, that is required for like everyone who's a lash artist. It's yeah. like, you need to have client, like a clientele. You need to be able to know how to get clients in a reliable way. And 
you can't get to the next step unless you do the first step. So like, this is really for if you have like graduated past, you know, having a stable, reliable clientele and you're like, okay, now how do I get to the next level? Yeah. How do I like decrease the amount of clients I have Mm -hmm. while making the same amount? Exactly. And it really like... Okay, this is kind of a bad example because she was like a massive like fraud and a scammer. But I think about the story of Anna Delvey. Do you remember the story of Anna Delvey, the girl who like pretended that she was a New York socialite and she had all these huge connections and she was like a Mm -hmm. duchess of something, an heiress of something. Mm -hmm. Um, She was literally just a girl in New York City and she would just attend fashion events and parties and she Mm -hmm. would attend um i forget i watched her documentary a long time ago but she truly i mean she's in prison now i think but she inserted herself in circles and Mm -hmm. she acted as though she was so confident about what she had Mm -hmm. to offer that she was able to get loans and build these connections with people you know with nothing to back it up yeah well and the thing is anna delvey if she had, if she was a lash artist and she started going to all these events and then started doing a bunch of these people's lashes and built a business, she wouldn't be in prison. She would be like That's the, true. the most wealthy lash artist she was in New York City. Crimes, but like, if she was a lash artist, the crimes she'd had be nothing to do it. with like the the networking that she did. Yeah, that's true. Like she she went to jail because she stole money and defrauded people. But if she was a lash artist. She wouldn't have had any problems. Tell you what. Um, my next one, and I had a, I have a personal story about this. Okay, hear me out. Is everyone sitting down? I Is everyone so. sitting down? I am. Are you all listening? Everyone tune in. If you've just been like tune not in. tuned in, tune in. <laughs> Lock Tap. in. Lock in, bro. Lock in. Lock in, girls. <laughs> Sit down. Hear me out. This is the most important one. Ooh. The extreme. Okay. I can't wait. I'm on the edge of my seat. I worded this kind of weird, but I'm wording this exactly how I mean it. Okay. 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 You have to be extremely chill and accommodating, meaning no lengthy, wordy texts explaining Mm. yourself. Okay. Because a lot of like Facebook groups, you look at big Facebook groups, right? They have like tons and tons of members. What's in the Facebook group? Big fat text messages. Hey girl, I'm going to be five minutes late. I'm going to do this. Can we do this? Can we change up my style? I'm going to like, there are these long text messages from clients and the lash artists are writing these long replies and it feels very combative. Like you're kind of like, you're kind of butting heads with your clients and you both are unhappy and they don't want to pay your fee. It's a whole thing, right? People that are charging over $200 a fill don't communicate with their clients that way. They will never send a text message longer than a few sentences ever, right? Because because they value their clients' time. They value their clients' time, their professionals, and the forefront of their service is making sure their clients have what they want every single time, right? And I realized this because in my first few years, I was also like always drafting up these crazy long text messages mm-hmm. for clients that were disrespecting my time or policies or whatever. But and you would also spend so much time yeah. like agonizing over them and being like, I got to say this the right way. Right. Um, but it's a lot easier. Here's the thing. It's a lot like, easier to just be chill. Here's the thing. If you are charging a premium luxury price for mm-hmm. your services, all of your expenses are paid for that. That includes your product. It includes your time. It includes your expertise. It includes your overhead, everything. This is a high price service. Your number one priority is giving your clients what they want perfectly every single time. And that means that sometimes, even if it's like they do something kind of irrational or like crazy or whatever, it's your job to service them perfectly. And so I had someone I really, really care about in my life the other week. She goes, um, she goes, uh, I have this client and, um, she's always wanting to switch up her look. So we're doing removals and full sets. And then she'll be like, I love it, but then I don't like it very much. Can we do another removal and a full set? And I don't know how to communicate to her like, you know, she's going to be paying like $300 every time and I don't have time to get her in. And I wish she would just be realistic with what she wants and not switch it up all the time. And what do I do? And she had this, you know, the text begins and I go, I would just reply and say, sounds good. Let's switch it up next time. What I always would say to my clients is it doesn't matter Like, don't ever feel bad asking me for something because I, my job is I want you to have perfect lashes that you love every time, right? 
I want you to have perfect lashes that you love every time. And if they're like, oh, I'm sorry to inconvenience you, it doesn't inconvenience me. Even if it does, act like it doesn't. Lie. Lie. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but actually, like it's true. All of my all of my high paying here's here's the truth. High paying clients typically might be a little bit more high maintenance. And you have to learn. Why do you think they're willing to pay more? You have to learn to just, just take it in stride. Just enjoy it. Accommodate it. Like, because they wouldn't be paying that high of a price if they knew that they were going to always have to, like, fight to get what they want. Right? Mm-hmm. They're expecting to get what they want every time. Give mm-hmm. them what they want every time. And, and, and to that, some might say, but what if I only have an hour and 10 minutes and they're wanting a removal and a full set because they didn't like what I did last time, I would do what you can in the hour and 10 minutes, right? Because if you're charging this high of prices, you're probably an expert, right? You're good. You're probably good. You can do it. <laughs> also, don't charge high prices like this if you have only been lashing for like a year, right? Yeah. Like oh, this yeah. takes time. Wait but till you're actually I, an expert level lash. When you're like fast and efficient, you're, I mean, like I know that in an hour and a half, I can do a full set and I can manually remove everything else as I go. And it's you can get like 70% and coverage. I can get like 70 to 80% coverage. That's still going to look good and last them. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone wants to switch up their map or switch up their color of their lashes or whatever, you know, I'm not going to put any energy into that. I'm just going to say, absolutely lay down. Let's do it. How cute. Of course. Like you know? if, if you're, if, and, and I want to reiterate that this, this only applies like if you're trying to charge like way above the norm, yeah. if you're like, averagely priced then like have have your late cancellation fees like yeah. have things you can't do like if you're still learning if yeah. you're like no you're i trying actually to cover can't. your expenses and exactly it's reasonable and, yes of but course. if you're if you're wanting to like graduate to the next level and and be like okay i'm charging twice what everyone else in my area is charging then i'm gonna be taking 10 loyal clients doing lashes then is only part of the job. It is such the a other part of the job is saying yes to whatever it is your these clients want, and you're doing that because you're, you're getting an expert. You're, well, and because you're getting something out of it, and that something is you have to take way less clients and you make way more money in way less time. Like you're you're getting rewarded for this extra work you're doing. So it's not like, oh, I have to give up my like policies or I have to like, I have to start, uh, I have to start uh, like accepting all these annoying things. It's like, okay, well, if you don't want to accept all these annoying things, then charge lower prices and then have very strict rules. Yeah. That's okay too. The, the more I charged, the less policies that I ever enforced. That's true. And the other thing too. Because is I like, wanted, because my job wasn't to like, Oh, you're late. I have a fee. Oh, you canceled. I have a fee. My job was to be as chill and accommodating as mm-hmm. possible. And I was greatly rewarded mm-hmm. in the form of income Absolutely. <laughs> for that. Like I had, I've had, I have two examples. Mm-hmm. I had one client who would always like cancel the night before. Right. But, sh- but here's the thing. If someone's paying me $250, a fill with tip, like my fills are $210 and I'd always get paid like $45 on average for a tip, mm-hmm. right? Which is phenomenal. But I had a client that I had for three years straight until I, I let most of my clientele go. And she um, would always like, you know, a night before, two nights before, hey, can I move my appointment? Can I move my appointment? She's a busy woman. I never, You were never like, ever, oh, it's less than 24 hours. I never, ever sent her my policies, posted my policies, announced my policies, sent her, you know, charged her card, whatever, you know, because at that price point, I know that she's going to get in. I know that I'm going to get her in. I would just say, yeah, what day and time do you want to do? And then she would tell me and I would either, I would would figure out, I would figure out a way to make that happen. And sometimes it involves moving around your other clients. If their, their schedules are more flexible, it involves like effort. A little effort. Yeah. So it'll probably take me five to 10 minutes to maybe (laughs) I'll text my one that I have. And also if you're, if you're charging this much, you're probably not taking 30 clients. You're not going seven in a day back to back to back. So my goal was to take 12 clients, you know, and charge $210 and have them all on a three week schedule. And then because you're not taking 25, 35 clients, 45 clients, whatever, if someone does have to move, I'm not going to charge them. I'm just going to move them. 
And maybe that requires me sending a text and seeing if my one can come 30 minutes earlier or whatever it is, or maybe I have to stay a little mm -hmm. bit late, whatever. But there is kind of a little bit of legwork you have to do mm -hmm. to accommodate. But I, I would always just send a text back. Absolutely. Let's, let's do it. You know? And also like, I think we're making it sound like, oh, you, there's all these extra things, but like, honestly, like 90% of the time, these clients are also like the easiest clients to deal with. Literally. Like you have to make things work for them and do some a little, a little special every once in a while. But like 90% of the time, they're the easiest clients in the world. Easiest. Cause they want to be good clients to you. Exactly. Cause they understand, they understand the exchange is, is that you're giving them the best service possible and you're giving them something that they can't get anywhere else. So they're going to be really nice to you. And also I guarantee in the town or city you live in, the circle of people charging those prices is very, very small or it's just you. So you're, they're not going to have any other options. So, so they don't want to burn a bridge. Right. So if you're like, sorry, I have, I'm going to charge you for the full appointment and I can't get you in, whatever. They're not going to find someone else. You know, it, it's like you are creating a lane of your own. And that requires you to be a lot more accommodating and chill and classy mm -hmm. in your responses to these people. Cause you're not trying to get like a $20 can cancellation fee from them. You're trying to get that long game. You're trying to get $200 every three weeks for the next 10 years. Right. That's a lot more money than a $20 cancellation fee. Exactly. Um, so no, you're going to be a service writer that doesn't do wordy text conversations. Yeah. You're going to keep it short and classy, and you are going to do your best all the time to accommodate everyone, even if that takes you five or 10 minutes to move things around. Next one is um, a clean, spa-like, friendly, welcoming environment. Now, what that means is, is going to look different for everyone. And you can be charging. I'm going to also just say, this goes for everyone. Whether you have a home studio, you can do this. Whether you are in a salon suite, you can do this. Whether you're in a salon or spa, you can do this. But the place that you position yourself in your business needs to appear very, very top-notch to cater mm -hmm. to this kind of clientele. And you can do it in a home studio. Look, mm -hmm. I love a home studio. Yeah. I love a home studio. But if you do a home studio, you need to invest in it in making it very nice. It doesn't matter that it's at your house as long as it's very nice. Very, Can't very smell bad. Nice. You can't have pets Actually, running around. Actually, my friend Jasmine from Silver Lining Lash has a digital guide called like Luxury Home Studio. So mm -hmm. I'm going to plug that. If yeah, you have a you home go. studio and you want to really um, make it a luxurious, you know, experience for people, you can absolutely do it, Incredible. but it is going to take some investment and a little bit of, um, you know, effort on your end. So I would, I would get that guide. Cause she, she has it. She has a beautiful home studio, Jasmine at Silver Landing Lash. Tell her I sent you. Um, but we'll get our, we're gonna get, we'll get our affiliate commission. <laughs> Use code. No, I have no code. <laughs> nothing to do with me. Um, but wherever you are, as clean and as spa-like as humanly possible. Now, I have a story. When I was charging pennies for my service, when I was um, a commissioned lash artist working in a salon, we had four salon rooms, right? Mm -hmm. And they were all different colors of the rainbow. Cute. Cute. So cute. I fought, <laughs> I fought tooth and nail to paint my room. I fought tooth and nail. I wasn't making more than these other employees. I wasn't, she wasn't going to make anything extra, I wasn't for painting make anything the room. Ever. but I was like, look, if someone comes into my room and the walls are white and it's well-maintained and there's gorgeous artwork and I, I keep it very serene. And I, I was like buying my own bougie candles and aromatherapy diffusers. And I was buying my own yeah. heated blankets and blankets from target, whatever it was. You I were spending more on your room than you yes. were making. So I spent, <laughs> in a week. I spent like, I, it wasn't a lot. I spent maybe like $800 one time. But also and, that and was a, like, that was like three weeks worth of income. And it was, it was <laughs> all I had. Time. But I was like, if I spent $800 and I spent a weekend of my life redecorating this space and my boss eventually would just to shut me up, was like, okay, knock yourself out. Freaking okay. So people either went into a lime green room, an orange room, a yellow room, a blue room, or they went into my room and guess what? I made more tips. <laughs> She did forever. Like, it yes, I made like nothing. I literally, my commission was like 30% on like, you know, $15, $12, set. $12 Brazilians and, you know, $50 lash sets. But 
I was consistently getting at least $20, $30 tips from every single service because people could tell that when they saw me that I put effort into my <laughs> They're space. like, you even, don't belong Even here. though I had the same space as everyone else, the same square footage, whatever, they could tell that the music I played, the sounds, the smells, the ambiance in my room was thoughtful. And mm-hmm. it was intentional to make that person as comfortable as they could be during their service. Yeah. So no matter where you are, your environment is huge absolutely huge um this is this is one if you're charging high prices you're probably an expert at what you do right um so anticipate questions and answer them before they're asked to you so if a client comes in say they're getting lashes for the first time um instead of thinking that they know everything about the service or giving them like do you have any questions for me Instead of that, you are going to be answering all of their questions before they ask them throughout the entirety of the service, Mm -hmm. right? So at the end of the service, don't just assume that they have lash shampoo at home and they know how to use it and they know how to clean their lashes. Don't just give them an aftercare card. Explain to them the aftercare protocol that's going to give them the best best results out of their investment. Um, If they have a little tiny question about shedding or retention or the products that you use, what's in your adhesive, what are your tweezers made out of, what solution do you soak in your products to sterilize them in? Like if they have these questions, answer them to the fullest extent, it, like like an expert. And this obviously takes time mm-hmm. and repetition to kind of get your flow. But once you have that flow, those conversations are going to be second nature to you. And so now when people come in for, you know, an appointment with me, they've never had lashes before, whether it's a model set or, or a new client, whatever. Um, I kind of just have this script in my head of telling them exactly what to expect. And so rather than them being like, oh, I wonder how long I'm going to be laying here. I'm going to start counting the minutes. You want to communicate with them. Hey, my full sets are three hours. I typically finish in about the two and a half mark. Um, you know, I'll let you know when I'm 30 minutes from being done. Let's use the bathroom before. Let's check all our texts before. You know, if you have any questions throughout, don't ever hesitate to talk or ask if you need water, if you need to use the bathroom during the service. Ask me like just because your eyes are closed doesn't mean I can't stop. Like I'm always happy to take breaks. If, you know, whatever it is, you want to over communicate confidently everything they're going to be experiencing the moment they walk through your door to the moment they leave and beyond. Yeah. No, you never want them to be like laying there in, in their head with their eyes closed. Like people get in their oh, head. When they how do I ask closed. this? How yes. do I say I, I want to get up and go to the bathroom? I don't know. But I don't want her to like hate me. And th- th- like you never want them in their head to get stressed out about anything. Right. So you want to preempt every single question they may have. Right. Um, client appreciation gifts. Now, obviously, a lot of lash artists do little aftercare packs and Christmas gifts and Valentine's gifts. For me personally, I do Christmas gifts and I do Valentine's gifts and I give everyone little gift bags filled with little chocolates or bows or spoolies, whatever it is. I'm talking about like real appreciation gifts. And I love how realtors do this, like luxury realtors that are selling, you know, multi-million dollar homes they always go all out with their client appreciation gifts when someone buys a house with them they choose them to be their specific realtor they don't just give them a bottle of wine they have you noticed that they give them something huge oh yeah it's like they'll they'll give them like a set of like really nice like like cocktail glasses that they'll have for like years and years and years and then every time they like make themselves a nice cocktail in their beautiful home bar and their luxury home that they purchase they'll be like Oh, so nice of this realtor to My realtor, and people will these. compliment that glassware and then they'll get to talk about their realtor exactly. to other people that are probably in the market to get multi-million dollars. Exactly. Homes. So now that I have less than 10 clients, I just make a point to write down their birthdays and anytime they come see me on their birthday week, I get them a bouquet of flowers from Trader Joe's and a card and and it's much appreciated. If you don't have Trader Joe's in your area, sorry, anywhere, this won't work for anywhere. you. A bouquet of flowers on their birthday week How special would you feel? You would feel so special. Also in the past, like if it's their birthday week, I'll give them like a free fill and I won't tell them it's a free fill until the very end. I'll just be like, get out of here. Have a good birthday. Like that kind of stuff builds that relationship that goes so much further beyond just being a service provider and a client. Goes so far beyond. That's so so appreciated. Big facts. Yes. Um, This one might be controversial. (gasps) Controversial. No deals. No deals? No deals. No discounts. No discounts? No. Sorry. (gasps) You and I were just talking about this on our walk this morning. That's why I'm in my little walk outfit because I went on a walk with Elliot. 
I um, love going on walks. He does. He's so cute to walk with. Elliot likes to go on long walks. I like to go on little short I do. walks. I do. I need to moderate our walks so that we get back before Madison starts to get grumpy. Yeah. If it's like 30 minutes, I'm like, la, 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 la. If it's an hour. I I'm love like, one hour walks. That's I'll my favorite. I'll be on Google Maps trying to get no, the literally, route No, home. literally. 30 minutes in, Madison will be like, are we on the way back? I feel like this isn't the way back. I'm like, no, we've been getting farther and now we're turning around. She's like, we're just now turning around? Are we 30 minutes from the house? I'm like, yeah. I start running. There's been times where I, I will run home. No, she literally pulls up Google Maps. She's like, I just want to make sure that we're going the fastest way home. <laughs> I, I'm going to start running, Elliot. You don't want to see me run. <laughs> She's like, can I, I'm, I'm not gonna a call runner. an Uber. Does this girl look like she runs? I'm not a runner. You don't nah, want to see me she's run. She's not. She's got a gimpy leg. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Just outed you. Cut that out. Just I, outed you. I don't have a gimpy leg. No, no. I have two perfectly normal legs. Nope. Yep. Um, so normal. I was going to say, you and I on our walk this morning, we were talking about um, deals and mm -hmm. how Costco mm -hmm. doesn't do deals because yeah. it gives people the impression that your service isn't actually what it's worth. And, and not only that, it gives, so Costco's philosophy about never putting items on sale is that it treats the, putting items on sale treats the customer as if they aren't intelligent. Because basically what you're saying is, well, this product is only worth this much. Usually we sell it for like $99, but really we could sell it for $80 and we are still like fine. And like if you're if you're putting stuff on sale like all the time for random things like i think there are some events that are um kind of more unique circumstances like black friday where you know you can make up in volume having a smaller profit margin so it can work but if you're just doing like regular sales and being like oh this item's on sale now oh this item's on sale now or for the next 2 weeks i'm doing 20% off full sets or something like that it, what it's really communicating is this is the actual price of the item. And before I was just overcharging for it. Yeah. That's what customers will think. And by your, your clients, if they are like these high paying clients, whatever they're smart, they're already going to feel like they're getting a deal just by seeing you. Exactly. Even if you're charging $210 to fill your clients, if you are giving them, cause you make them feel like a million bucks. It, they're always going to feel 110 like, bucks. Nothing guys. If you're going above and beyond and doing all these things and you're giving them the experience that they can't get anywhere else, $210 for a fill is going to feel like a deal to a very small percentage of the population. Yeah. There's yeah. a, there's a, like a lash studio that I saw in Arizona when I first moved here, I got my lashes done there once or twice and it was, you know, fine. I got lashes, whatever. They text me every other day being like, Hey girl, $5 off this week. And they have like automated SMS text. Hey girl, $10 off for this week. And only it's St. Patrick's day, $15 off. It's and that, Valentine's that day, works off. for a demographic. Yes. But I don't but think. But their turnover of clients is constant. It's because so high. Because that clientele is always going to look for the greatest deal. And yeah. whatever lash salon texts them the greatest deal, they're going to go to there. Yeah. They're on every salon's SMS yeah. list. And then they just see which one is doing $10 off today. And then they go there. Yeah. And, and so their turnover is huge. Their lash artists never have a regular consistent clientele, mm -hmm. you know, to know what they're, what they're getting every day. And it's ultimately just, you know, that works maybe fine for franchises that are mm -hmm. always just, it's a race to the bottom, but you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be doing what franchise lash studios are doing, right? It's a reason why everyone Honestly, doesn't like working there. If you, if you want to be a luxury lash artist with a high paying clientele, just look at what the chains are doing and do the opposite. Just do okay. The I actually just got a text just now. That's why I was on my phone because like I said, I have a very small private exclusive clientele right now. <gasps> I don't oh my gosh. Is this a real life example? A real life example. Love. I don't post pictures of them. I don't talk about them. I don't say their names. No, I don't know. advertise. But you they're know, whatever. amazing. They're incredible. We love all of them. But I am, my week is so busy. I have so much going on this week. Mm -hmm. I'm launching something. Well, no, they, they would know. Oh, actually. If we post this on Monday, all they will know is the sneak peek. Yeah. So we're launching. Something. I'm in the middle of a huge launch. I have a group class this week. I have so many plans. I have friends coming into town visiting. I have a big week. One of my special beloved clients um, said, can I get a little mini fill before an event this week? Absolutely. And so I applied, I replied within five minutes and I said, absolutely my queen. I can do before my group class at, you know, 8 a.m. I can do this time before my day starts. I can do this time in the evening, whatever works for you. Can't wait for your event. It's 
it's not going to be, it's just, and I'm happy to. It's not a big deal. It's just like, I'm happy to. Because the other thing is, she's so nice and she's fun to be around. Oh, my clients have, my clients that I have now, they've become like my, my family, like my friends. I mean, they are just, they are so integrated into my life that I would do anything for them. I have taken them at my house. I've taken them at their house. Mm -hmm. I will be mobile. I will, I mean, whatever it is, if they had a wedding overseas that they wanted me to go to, girl, get my flights. I'll be there. Like I, I genuinely... You have, to, got you have to, from the bottom of your heart, want to want to give these people your time. You have to want to. And I genuinely want to. Like, there is no part of me that ever feels inconvenienced by, like, can we do this? Can we do that? Can you come in early? Can you stay late? I have this event. I have this vacation. I have this thing. Like, there's no part of me that feels in the slightest inconvenienced by going above and beyond for this select group of people. And I will go above and beyond for them for the long haul because they are so good to me and I'm happy to be so good to them. Yeah. It's it's just a relationship that these these kind of clients, it's a relationship like your relationship with your partner, your relationship with your spouse, your friends, your family, you know, you can't ex- you have to they're going to go above and beyond to be the best clients for you if you go above and beyond to be the best service providers for them. Right. Yep. Um, so yeah, no deals if you're charging two hundred plus dollars a fill. Mm-hmm. Right. I w- I will do free fills on your birthday, maybe a free fill Christmas week, a free fill if you've just had like the worst week of your life and somebody you love passes away. You but say, girl, it's on me today. It's on me today. But no deals. That's not a discount. No though. discounts. That's no just deals. you being the nicest person in the whole wide world. Yep, a billion percent. And also taking responsibility for something, even if you didn't necessarily do something wrong. Like if someone says, hey, I want a spiky set, but then a few days later they're like, hey, I hate this. Can you redo it? Instead of being like, girl, I did exactly what you asked for. No. You know. Remove that from your vocabulary. I would just say, absolutely. I'll just charge you for a fill and let's get you dense this time. You know, it's like you never want to be the one you want to be the one that that um, is like you take the blame, even if you're not to blame. Right. Like if someone has terrible retention, someone that charges $60 a fill is probably going to find every reason to blame it on the client. Someone that is charging $210 a fill, they understand that it is 90% artist responsibility to give your clients excellent retention and you're going to kindly troubleshoot. Mm-hmm. how they can have better retention mm-hmm. without f- blaming them ever. Clients can never, ever feel like they're doing anything wrong. Oh, yeah. Every single time. Um, okay, this one is kind of fun, but when you're charging these high prices, one thing you can do is book people's appointments for them. So if you have a clientele that's paying that amount, chances are they're a busy woman. Maybe they own a business. Maybe they have you know a lot of kids. Maybe mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're big career women, whatever it is, anything you can do to make their life easier and make their booking process more convenient and seamless, do it. So I have a few clients who now that I've had them for like a year or so, um, and I know their schedule so well, um, I just say, uh, rather than, Hey, book online and book all your appointments. I just say, um, do you want me to throw you in every three Wednesdays, like at around 10 AM, 11, they say, yes, you go through your calendar, you spend five minutes putting in those appointments in those time slots because if they have a schedule like why not and then you text them the list of those appointments blocked out there you go i do that easy for piece. a bunch of my clients yeah they don't even book their own appointments anymore yeah, they love it it's easy it's easy um and then two more things this last one is getting lashes done on yourself that represent the work that you could do so mm-hmm. i would find a lash friend that either you trade with or that you just like pay to get your lashes done and get work that best represents your work. And so then when you're out and about, your face is your business card. You're advertising the kind of work that people can expect to get from mm-hmm. you um, because you love it so much, you get it. And it's so funny, my, I like, you're your biggest influencer for your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so funny, like when I have like huge, gigantic, mega volume lashes, my clientele all asks for that. When I have like these soft brown lashes right now, my entire clientele has brown. You lashes did have now. a bunch of people. Everyone ask. switched to brown. Everyone was like, because oh, they're like, oh, I want brown. If Maddie's getting it, that, that's the that thing. That probably will look really good on the me. The thing to get. Yes. It, when I got an angel set, I was doing nothing but angel sets. Your clientele really looks to you mm-hmm. to know what looks good. And if you're getting it yourself, 
there's a better chance that they'll want it, right? So if you are like wanting to be a mega volume specialist, you want to do those dense, dark, full looks, get it on yourself. Well, it's like, it's like with clothes. Like how do people decide what clothes yeah. they want to wear? They look at what the people that are experts in fashion wear. Right. They look at what like Kim's wearing and then they're like, oh, I'm just going to get that because she looks good. Right. She looks good in that. I'll get that too. I'll look good. Yeah. Like I love You're, Skims and I like exclusively yeah. purchase all my outfits from Skims. I literally like, cause I just, I'm like, oh, I think those models are beautiful and they look like me. And mm -hmm. like, I expect me to have a Kim K BBL when I wear these yoga pants. And you it's do just, it's every my time stupid monkey brain. Cause like, obviously yeah. Like, yeah, you are the influencer for lashes in a lot of your clients' lives. They see you and they're like, oh, those are the best lashes that I've ever seen. I'm going to get those. Right. Um, and a lot of lash artists, you know, maybe they're like, hey, I live in a town where no one does good lashes. Okay, become a pro at cluster lashes. Become a pro at DIY lashes and do them on yourself every day. It, like you mm -hmm. are your walking or if you're allergic card. or if you're allergic if you're allergic gets so good at, so good at doing at strips. falsies because i've been there like when i worked in alaska it really really was hard for me to find you know cons for a lot of years oh. you know consistently she did work she tried, that i was happy with she kept trying new people they would give her chemical burns i kept get, i kept getting hurt you guys she kept getting hurt so i just became a pro at putting on strip lashes and i would spend one hour every morning applying strip lashes perfectly and to look like perfect mega volume lashes. Mm -hmm. And my clients were always like, oh my gosh, I want what yours look like. Well, I can I can make that happen through the power of lash extension. Yeah, But you know, you wouldn't have that problem now in Anchorage because there's so many Lightheart certified artists there. Guys, there's so many good lash artists in Alaska right now. There's there weren't so when Madison many. was starting, but now there there's like, so there many. There was like two when I was there. Now, and now honestly, there's like 20. I feel like you single-handedly like revitalized. Stop, don't say that I'm going to cry. Actually, no, you vitalized for the first time. Literally, the lash don't, industry don't say in that Alaska. I'm going to cry because it was such a baby industry when I was it there was. and that's no fault of anyone's. It was just a baby industry in a small town and there was limited education. No one was traveling for trainings. You know, we were all just like kind of- Yeah, you were like the first one to travel out of state and then you did and then everyone was like, oh my gosh, she she got the, she Every, got information. Everyone was mean to each other. Everyone talked smack about each other's yeah. work. I wanted no part of it, but literally guys, like it makes me so happy. The lash industry in Alaska right now, like people are so booked out of their mind. That's their clients great. are happy. They're charging a lot. Like yesterday, I had a coffee date with a past student of mine. She came to Arizona and we had a little date at Lightheart. And I was like, I was just doing amazing. I was just Love so, it. so, so happy um, to make a little difference in, in where I'm from. But I was just going to finish with, this is the long game, right? Like I want these episodes to be encouraging and inspiring for you. And mm -hmm. I want you to see a future for your business where you're not taking 40 clients and you're not mm -hmm. constantly grinding to get new clients. I want you to get in the mindset of like, Hey, you know, I don't need, I don't need passive income. No. I don't need, cause there's been, I think that it's, it's, it's obviously something that a lot of people want. A lot yes. of people are looking at their career as a lash artist and they're like, I don't want to take 30 clients a week. I don't blame you. I don't either. And I think I would like the point of this episode to be for us to show you that there's another way to give yourself a long-term really nice career without trying to like maybe you don't want to move into education maybe you don't because i've had people message me all the time and they're like hey i don't want to open a salon suites because like i that's just a lot of, it is a, a huge um, it's a huge risk yes it, it takes a ton of money yeah like if you're not in a good area for it you really shouldn't right like we started it in one of the best areas and it was still hard right so like if you're in an area where it's gonna be bad, it, you should open it, one freaking put us into debt it so did put us into debt. i would say i would say if you don't want to go into salon suites if you don't want to own or operate a salon cool. you don't want to have a bunch of employees you don't have a bunch of employees you maybe don't want to get into education a lot of people don't they feel like they have to you don't want to like go digital and be a business coach or whatever like that you can take 10 clients and make a great income these are the things that it's going to require of you to get there. And I think that's a great outcome. And now like lashing my lash career, cause I am still a working lash artist. I still have a suite mm -hmm. in my building and a suite at home. I'm home-based and I have my suite rental. Like I'm lashing, uh, how many, gosh, I, I have, I, I think I have nine, nine clients total plus model yeah. sets. So I'm doing like four full sets a month and I'm doing, you know, fills all month month long and I take like one or two clients a day when I when I do lash and I'm able to charge like when I charge a week -ish. and 
and my clients tip me like they tip me like I'm gonna die tomorrow they tip me so much my clients literally if I got a tip like the tips I'm getting now at the start of my career, I would have had a heart attack. I would have needed to be resuscitated. No, she would have called them and said, hey, did, was this a mistake? <laughs> yes. I, when people tip me like more than like $30 back in the day, I would physically call their cell phone number and I'd be like, hey, I think you, you sure? overpaid me. And they'd be like, no. Sometimes they did, but sometimes they didn't. But <laughs> I'm saying it's possible for you to build a sustainable lash career that you love mm-hmm. where your back isn't you know, aching and you don't have arthritis in your hands and you're not overworking yourself and you don't have employees, you yeah. don't do education, you don't go digital, you don't have a salon suite, you don't have a salon. You can be a happy lash artist long-term if you have goals like this. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to do this because it's hard. So if you're the no. only one in your area, you can create a lane of your own and make real money. Honey. Honey. The end. Period. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. See you next week, bestie. <laughs> Love you so much. Love you so much. Bye. Bye.